The way that I was taught to write policies was whatever amount of money that they put in per month, just give them like the same amount with another zero in the death benefit. So if someone wants like $400 a month, you give them $400,000 death benefit. Holy shit. Hello and welcome to the You're an Asset podcast. I'm your host, Casey the Dollar. And on this podcast, we find out who is an asset in the financial industry and who is just an ass. It is. The BMIs are stupid. Thanks so much for joining me today, everyone. Um, I have a very special guest for you today. I've been following this guy on TikTok before I even started posting content. He's got a massive following, and you've probably heard of him before. So without further ado, thanks so much for joining us, Mr. Ryan Rush. Thank you so much for having me, Casey. I really am excited. Uh, to go ahead and uh, get started and have a good conversation with you. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. And this will be the first time that we've really got to sit down and chat. So I'm excited too. Let's start off with just tell me your age, where you're located, and how long have you had your license? Yeah, so I am 22 years old. Um, I'm currently living in uh, Chicago right now. Um, I just I just moved back here from New York City. So I actually grew up in the Chicagoland area. Okay. Um, New York was great. And I've been licensed for about two and a half years, I'd say. Okay. Very nice. Two and a half years. But I feel like I've been seeing you online for like three years. Now, does it just seem like two and a half, three? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Two and a half or three years. So you're so young. You got into the industry (laughs) at 19. Yes. Yes. So like, like I mentioned, I grew up here in in the Chicagoland area and I right away, you know, have always been entrepreneurial mindsetted, I guess you could say, like from a young age, walking neighbors, dogs for money, you know, (laughs) raking leaves, mowing lawns, shoveling driveways, just anything I could do to make some, some money. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. and then I wanted to move to LA. So right, right after graduating high school, I moved to LA. I really wanted to get into real estate, met a lot of real estate mentors. And then from there, a lot of them were like, hey, so, you know, we actually were getting into real estate, but we were in financial services first. And I was like, oh, so I kind of took in those same footsteps and I kind of went the same route. Okay, very nice. Did you end up moving to L.A.? Yeah, yeah, I did. I, I lived in L.A. So in 2019, I moved to L.A. I was there for two years and then, you know, met a very beautiful girl. Uh, you know, found love and all that stuff. She actually got into uh, NYU. And then oh, so okay. we moved to New York City. I've been living in New-, in New York City for the last two years. And then I just recently moved back to Chicago probably like two months ago. I mean, you went from the West Coast back to the East Coast. <laughs> Would you say, are you a fan of the East Coast over the West Coast? Oh, man, I get that question all the time. And um, I love both so much. I can't really pick one over the other because they're two completely different lifestyles. Yeah. Um, But I absolutely love New York City. It's like the best city in the world. But the West Coast is just like you got beaches, you have mountains, you have snow, you have desert, you have Joshua Tree, you have everything there. So it's just like they're both incredible places to live. Good answer, because I'm over here in San Diego. Oh, I'm not going to. I actually also lived in San Diego for like 
nine months in the weird transition period between LA and New York. We lived in Vista, which is North County, San Diego. Okay. And so yeah, you yeah. Know, I'd always hang out around San Marcos and Carlsbad and all Very those places. Nice. I, I yeah. love San Diego too. Definitely a cool oh, place amazing. to be. Amazing. And I love New York. So we're yeah. good. We're good. Well, okay. So 19, um, it sounds like maybe you found the right group of people that knew things that you needed to know that could help you take off in the financial services industry. At 19, I mean, you have like over half a million followers on TikTok. So what happened? Like, how how did that all come yeah. about? Yeah. So actually, the person who uh, got me into life insurance completely screwed me over. Uh, am I allowed to, to swear on this? Or, oh, or, please. Uh, okay. I, completely fuck yeah. fucked me over. <laughs> like, okay. so I was already posting content about how to, you know, make money with side hustles and just kind of talking about the things that I was doing to make money. Cause a lot of people were like, dude, you moved to LA at, at 18. Um, you got, you know, a, a place to stay, all these things. And I would make videos about how I got approved for an Amex gold at 19 and how other people could also do the same. So mm. I was already kind of posting on TikTok about money and personal finances and stuff like that. And so when I became licensed and I started talking about the IUL, those videos just took off. Well, those videos were taking off before I was even licensed. Like I was still going through pre-licensing and I was just like reading the book, Money, Wealth, Life Insurance. I was just reading, you know, books about the IUL, watching YouTube videos. And I would be highlighting, you know, parts of the book every single time I had like an oh shit moment when I was reading yeah. an IUL book or, or watching YouTube videos about the IUL. I would just turn around and then make a piece of content about it. And uh, I just got an insane amount of influx of leads and people who wanted to learn more about the IUL. And so my mentor at the time, the person who was training me and helping me get licensed and everything, was not splitting me on any of that stuff. And so it was just like closing all these IULs left and right, completely cutting me out and just, you know, making quite a bit of money and just completely cutting me out of everything. But this was after you you did get your license eventually? Oh, yeah, yeah. I did okay. get my license very quick. So he definitely could have split, split me on all that stuff. And then, you know, for every like 10 people he talked to, he'd probably only split me on like one or two. And mm -hmm. I was just like, dude, there's no way that you're not like actually helping all these people out. And so then I would, because they're coming through my social media, I have their contacts and everything like that. So then I would reach out to the people. I'd be like, hey, so you know, did you end up meeting with so-and-so? How did that go? And they're like, yeah, it was great. We got signed up. We love it, all this stuff. And I'm like, interesting, because mm -hmm. he's telling me that they just no-showed or like whatever it may be. But really, he was closing deals and just not splitting me on anything. Dang. So, the so first, you were the generating first, leads yeah. and giving them out to people at a company you were going to work with? Um, No, my mentor is just helping me because I didn't know, like, I didn't okay. know enough about the IEO to where I would feel comfortable sitting down with people. Okay. And actually doing like a personal financial yeah, review yeah. and all those things. And so um, I was just kind of like matching up those appointments with him. Got uh, and my calendar was really so packed that um, I, I just had to like start just giving some of those, you know, to, to yeah. him. And then at that point, like, yeah, just I was just getting cut out of everything. And so I, I left that group, left, left him. And then I found another mentor. And ever since then, like this guy has just like taught me so much about uh, the IULs, personal finances, just life in general. He's he's definitely helped shape me and mold me into the man I am today. And so like super cool guy. Amazing. Amazing. So then tell me about what what is uh, work like? What is the business like yeah. for you these days? Is it your company? Are you working for somebody else? 
Yeah, so I am part of an IMO. Um, I don't have like my own, you know, uh, financial services agency that's just like completely standalone. Okay. Um, but I definitely like where I'm at. I like the people that I found because as you know, and I love your content by the way, because like there are a lot of shitty agents out there. And so like, uh, I'm glad that where I landed was, was a good place to be. Um, Mm -hmm. I do hear so many horror stories about other agencies and other groups within an agency and just kind of stuff like that. And so the business has been great. I don't feel like I work a day in my life. I feel like I'm just like a kid working on a a project that I just love working on every day. And so it's great. I I really enjoy it. It's amazing. I mean, and it sounds like, so you're doing a lot of social media, is it, and you're working with the IMO, which is an internal marketing organization for anybody that needs that (laughs) acronym. But are you, do you have a team? Like, are you doing recruiting? Do you have people underneath you? Like what, how are you taking care of everybody? For sure. So I only have five people. Okay. Um, and so I like to keep it small. The way that the insurance industry works is, you know, there's kind of like two different models, right? Uh, there's like the, the MLM model, or there's more of like, you know, you, you just, uh, build more of like an internal kind of small team, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead of just like, you know, having a ton of churn and having just a ton of people come in and out who just like don't really, aren't really going to totally commit. Yeah. I just kind of identified five people who are just like studs who just really want to um, learn the product, learn about the IOL, take the time to to really uh, help our clients out and everything like that. So yeah. I got five people, um, same five people that I've, I've had for a very long time. Um, and so I don't really plan on um, expanding the team much just because of the amount of influx of people who are reaching out to us wanting help structuring their IULs. Mm-hmm. Um, I have just enough coming in through my organic content that, you know, all, all the five of them plus me. So the six of us are mm-hmm. able to stay busy. It's good to have your solid people around and not get too many, too many hands in the, I know, in the kitchen. Have you ever experienced that before? It sounds like maybe there was a time where you did have too many people around yeah, and there was, I was just spread way too thin. My clients were not getting, uh, the best customer service that they could have because I was just too busy. I wasn't able to get to them as fast as I'd like to. Um, You know, outstanding requirements were taking too long to get satisfied, all those different things. So um, I was just spending more time training people than I was actually servicing my clientele. And so I didn't like that. So um, I I just kind of like, you know, I'm I'm just hyper-focusing on just giving my clientele the best customer experience that they can possibly have and putting my time into my social media, trying to cast a net as wide as I possibly can to help educate as many people as possible on the alternative methods uh, in which, you know, people like me and you talk about. I seem to have lost track. When I search Ryan Rush, there's like, I'm sure some of them are scams, right? There's a lot of different Ryan Rush (laughs) (laughs) accounts and then there's Enhanced Wealth, but you've changed your name a few times. Yes, I have. Throughout time. I I decided to split all my social media up so all my Ryan Rush handles is like my personal brand. Got and it. then all of my enhanced wealth accounts is my professional brand where I Got talk it. about okay. finance, real estate, IULs, you know, all that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and then the reason why I, I want, I'm going to stick with that and I, and I like that is because I really am just creating educational type content to help people enhance their wealth yeah. at the end of yeah. the day, whether it's, you know, 
just with an IUL or whether it's with also multifamily commercial syndication deals or, you know, learning how to leverage the same dollar twice, you know, in all those different ways, you know, mm. I, I would just like to try to help people enhance their wealth at the end of the day. I mean, and it's our, our common goal for sure, right, is to get information out to the masses. Now, let's talk about your content a bit because... I, I, like I said, I saw your content before I started posting. I actually, mm -hmm. if I were to give somebody credit for the Walk a Flock video, it would be you. The Walk a Flock video, you know, people know what that is where he talks yes. about insurance. But in some of your content, when you do your whiteboard content, right? And you talk about like what an IUL earns and um, how, you know, the bank uses it. I was going to admit something. Some people have an issue with the interest rate that you show. Yeah. On your content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can yeah, we yeah, talk yeah. about that? Absolutely. Let's please okay. talk about that. Cause yeah, I get, I, I, that's, that's the number one thing that I get shit for. Yeah. Is, is <laughs> the, the, the illustrated rates that I show on the videos where I'm just like, you know, you can earn 15.31% interest in the IUL. That's a 30 years historical average. And so the reason why I, I put those interest rates there is because on the illustration, when mm. I sit down with my clients and I show them, like, hey, yeah. this is what for this specific indice that that we're showing with the participation rates, zero percent floor multipliers, all these different things. This is what it's showing. Yeah. Um, and I do understand and I know that they are back tested numbers, right? Because, you know, the IUL has been around since, you know, 1997. So like yeah. a lot of the 30 year historical averages, those are backdated and stuff like that. And so I just want to stay consistent. So I want the 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 illustration percentages that are going to be showing on the illustration to match what my content is showing too. Now, mm -hmm. obviously there is a maximum illustrated rate in which you're able to show. And yeah, then which is more like 30 year historical average. Yeah, 7.35. Mm -hmm. um, but even now, like what the companies are, right? With the participation rates keep getting higher, the um, 30 year historical averages keep getting higher. So now like with the illustrations that I that I run, it shows that the 15-year, 10-year, and 30-year historical average is like 18.24, 18.46, or 18.85, depending okay. on whether you're looking at the 10, 15, or 30 How year. long has the index been around? Yeah, so it is the BNP Paribus, mm -hmm. um, Global Age Factor Hyper, so like very long name, um, but it has been around for about three years. Um, okay. It's it, it's It's one of the... It's one of the nationwide illustrate or uh, one of the, the nationwide IULs. They have a few yeah, of them. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I like to write with them just because, you know, AAA plus rated company, very reputable. They're one of the, you know, big, bigger ones. Yeah. And uh, I really like, you know, all the bells and whistles that their policy has. Yeah. So if the index has only been around for three years, doesn't it not make sense to say that the look back is 18%? Yes, I, I do. I, I, I totally, yes, I 100% see where, where, where people, you know, why they have an issue with that and, and yeah. where they come with that. When people sit down, I definitely have that conversation with them. Um, okay. It has the star, star asterisks right by it, yeah. you know, and then um, people will even like point out in my videos when I am showing like a recording of the illustration. Mm -hmm. You know, people like actually Curtis Ray will always comment and be like, hey, what does the star star mean there? And then I'll like make a video replying back and, but it's ironic because his stuff's only been around since 2020. So yeah, uh, it's, it's kind of funny. Right. But yeah, so I always sit down. I'm like, Hey, this is a look back by the way. But if, if it was here during that time, this is what it would have done. And yes, I don't have a crystal ball. There's no guarantees on this other than the 0% floor. 
But yeah. here's what it looks like if it would do all zeros. This is what it would do if it did 3%. Yeah. This is what it would do if it did 7.3%. So I do walk them through that. Um, so that's kind of like my my reasoning for doing that or yeah. my justification, I guess you could say. behind Your Justification. So then you are showing a 7.3 in the illustrations when you're with clients. That's the maximum permitted illustration rate is 7.3, yeah. yeah. Why don't you just use 7.3 online? Should I? <laughs> yeah. Should, like, I isn't that lot, more? A lot, a lot less. A because, lot less, I mean, uh, people get excited backlash. about the 15, right? And then you can't show it yeah, to them. Yeah. So then right. aren't you kind of setting yourself up to like have to, you know, give an excuse or give a reason why you're so much higher over there? You know, just, yeah. I know no, for I me. Definitely, yes, yeah. I, I, I do agree with you. I, I, I definitely do agree with you. I don't know if you've noticed, but in a lot of my content, I don't, I don't even use percentages anymore. Not anymore. Um, okay. I haven't for a while just because it was such a big thing that people would always harp on me about. So I was just like, man. You know, I'm just going to stop using the, yeah. the the percentages. I'll just kind of say a high yield that I just yeah. say that now. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. You, you you have the potential to, to earn a high yield. I don't even put yeah. a percentage in my videos anymore. I mean, it's better to under promise. Right? always better yeah. to under promise and then over deliver. I usually show like a 5.9%, right? And then I come, yeah. my clients come to me and I show them a 5.9% again. So it's like they're, they were ready for that. Right. But if I, if you, sure. I showed them 15 and then they're like, why are you only showing me five? Like yeah. something, something feels wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so, um, the way that the conversation kind of looks like when I, when I, when I do sit down with them is like, Hey, so on the historical performance, it shows last five years, this is what I've done last 10 years. This is what I've done 15 years and 30 years. Right. Yeah. And then when I'm actually showing them like the, the, the tabular non-guarantee, like the actual like year one, year two, year three, like that whole thing. Yeah. I'm just like, this is showing at a 7.3%. The reason why we're showing this is because, you know, this is the maximum permitted illustration rate that the insurance company wants us to show. These numbers we're actually walking you through on the on the projections on the illustration. We are under promising so that, you know, yeah. with the intent to over deliver, right? Yeah. Do you think that, that the IUL is going to average more like 15% overall? Like when you win, your clients are, you know, 10, 15, 20 years into their policy. Yeah. Is that what you're kind of envisioning? Um, just with the the 2.9 times multiplier, um, 0% floor, The I, I'm not sure if you have done any uh, like looking, like digging into the the accumulator too. Um, but yeah, personally, you know, I, I definitely think that it will do higher than the maximum permitted uh, illustration rate. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm a very big believer in that specific nationwide product. I put yeah. most of my clientele into that one, unless like I have, you know, very, very high net worth clientele who need like a 60 million plus death benefit or something. If they're just putting massive amount of money in it, then I'll look more like a Pacific life. But yeah, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a very big believer in, in, in that specific product. Yeah. No, which I mean, it's not a bad thing, right? To be, to believe in the product. And now I'm wondering, it's not that I don't believe in it. I just believe that it'll do good, not wildly insane. Because why, why would I, someone... I have tamed it down. I, I have totally, like, yeah, like I said, I don't, I, I don't create content anymore where I'm like, hey, the 30-year historical average is 18.85 now, and it used to yeah. be 15.3. So like, I don't do that anymore just because, yes, I have had so many yeah. people just be like, Brian, dude, I, I know it says it on the illustration, but you shouldn't be putting that in your content. And I'm just like, all right, all right, all right, I won't. Pissing people <laughs> off. Pissing people yes. off. You, but I don't mean to mislead. You know, it's just, it's just like, yeah. you know, it's like, I, well, for me, it was also one of those things where I was like, I didn't really know any better because I'm just like, hey, it says it on the illustration. 
It says yeah. that it, 30 years soccer average, that's what's done. And then people are like, okay, you have to start saying it's backdated. And then, and then in, in my videos, I, I'd be like, okay, it's doing this, but it's backdated. And then people yeah. are like, doesn't matter. You shouldn't say it anyway. And I'm like, all right, guys, I'm just not going to use percentages in my yeah. videos anymore. So you're, you're willing to, to change things. Of course. Yeah, you're willing yes, to learn. I, 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 I don't think like, you know, just because I have X amount of followers or just because I, you know, I, I specialize in just like the high cash value wells doesn't mean I know everything about them. Like yeah, I'm always willing to learn. I'm always willing to see how other people structure things, yeah. you know, cause I, I've seen people structure certain illustrations. I'm just like, yo, I've never even thought about doing that. You know, it's just, and I'm just like, you, you really thought that through. Can I learn from you? You know, I'm always trying yeah. to learn. I'm always trying to master my craft to get better. And, and, uh, you know, I'm just come into any conversation with an open mind. Which is great. Which is great. I mean, and you're so young, right? I mean, you have so much time to to learn everything in every corner of this industry. Um, and so the fact that that is your mindset is 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 amazing. So I, that's what anyone wants to hear, right? From a professional in an industry is that I'm always learning. Now, let's talk about, since we're talking about indexes, you're talking about this one, which I'm not even going to try to repeat this long name of the index um, that you're using. But are you putting 100% of the client's money into that index? Like, do you have a strategy there with how you allocate money? Yeah, it kind of depends. Um, there's also a, uh, there's also a JP Morgan and like a zebra and like a mosaic. Sometimes I do a 50 50 uh, spread between those yeah. two. Um, or I'll do 100% in the BNP Paribus. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure what the illustrations or like what the tables look like for the companies that you write with, but there's just normally like a table and there's a, a slew of different indices that you could yeah. choose from. And I just kind of walk them through, you know, these ones are uncapped. These ones are capped. These ones have spreads. These ones don't have spreads. These ones have 100% participation. These ones, you know, have above that. And we just yeah. kind of have a conversation and then, uh, eventually we'll just, you know, whatever the client wants to pursue, then we'll go to that one. Uh, most of the ones that I, I, I choose are, are just one year. Um, yeah. and so the next following year, you know, when we do our one year, uh, annual review, we'll look at the performance, we'll sit down, we'll look at all that stuff and then we'll determine whether we want to do that again or not. So then correct me if I'm wrong. It sounds like you're more so trying to educate about the options and not saying, Hey, here is my recommendation. So kind of giving some oh, of the yeah. power to I the client. Definitely, absolutely. Yeah. hundred percent. And I definitely view myself as more as just like an educator. Um, and I try to educate and provide as much value as possible as I can in my content, mm -hmm. which is kind of why I feel like I've had a lot of success with the content. Yeah. And just because like, I'm just trying to teach you as much as possible so that when you come and sit down with me on Zoom, you have really intelligent questions. You already kind of know what you're looking for. You yeah. can, uh, you have a good understanding of exactly how you'd want to leverage your IUL, whether it's for, you know, tax retirement, infant banking, all these different things. I just want them to be as educated as possible. And then from there, it's just like, hey, if you feel like this is a good fit for you, then like, yeah, let's do it. If not, then, then, you know, obviously we're not going to move forward. I would love to tell you a little bit about something that I know. Mm -hmm. When, because I tell this to all my clients, okay? Because mm -hmm. they're, they're statistics, right? We are not financial advisors, never claim yep. to be. Yep. However, if you put 100% of your money into one index, the odds of earning interest in any given year is about 75%, which is really not bad when you have a 0% floor, right? But when you allocate to three different indexes, those odds go up to 95%. So now you only have a 5% oh, wow. chance of only earning zero in any year, right? So then trying to 
recommend three different indexes to a client for the purpose of diversification is my recommendation, right? And then yeah. my clients tell me, oh, I like the S&P 500. I like this, you know, variation. I, I want to use this index. Perfect. I'm just trying to recommend that we spread out the money to make the product more reliable. And then on top of that, do, does Nationwide have a fixed account? They do. Yes, they have one fixed account. They have a fixed account. What is it earning? Uh, 3%. 3%. See, um, the, the policies I'm working with you are doing 3% in the fixed mm -hmm. account. I have every single one of my clients with at least 20% of their money in the fixed account. Yeah. Because consistency, safety, reliable. Right. I have never had someone be like, why would you, why would you do that? Everyone is it like, makes wow. Complete sense. Yeah. Cause it it, 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 in a zero year, you're not actually getting zero. Exactly. You know, 20% of your funds are getting, exactly. you know, 20%. Right. Yeah, and over awesome. time, think about, you yeah. know, four or five years into that policy, the client's money is really adding up. 20% is a big chunk Absolutely. on those years when everything crashes. So I would love it if you took that strategy. With I, you and you absolutely. To and this is exactly why I love to have these types of conversations, especially with yeah. people in our industry, because every single time that I have like a genuine sit down conversation with somebody, like I, I come out of it with, with something new, right? And something new, yeah. And so yeah, absolutely. That, that, that makes a thousand percent sense. Yeah. I mean, and of course there's been, there's been a guy or two who are like, oh, I want to be riskier. And I'm like, well, you're using life insurance. It's not very risky, but right. Right, <laughs> if right. that's the risk you want to take, fine. Um, and I, and I love sharing this strategy because I think it is important that agents realize, Hey, you know, we, we can use this. We could make this mm -hmm. a thing that's like standard, you know, a and standard, then clients yeah. tell you, I don't, I don't want to do that. Okay, fine. But at least I tried to make your policy as safe and consistent as I could. Now, have you listened to the podcast before? Did you I listen did. to last listen at all? I, yeah. I listened to, um, the interview with your partner. Nice. Um, Oh, man, I forget her name. Search with an M. Yes. McCall, yeah. 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 I, I, I listened to, to, to that uh, interview Amazing. actually like two days ago when I was at the gym. <laughs> okay. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Well, last season, I talked a lot about a carrier that I know that you work with. Mm -hmm. Transamerica. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, I have not ran with them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like okay. In a very, very long time. Um, so actually, actually, you, you had mentioned at the very beginning that like, we have never really talked much outside yeah. of, you know, just, just setting up this podcast. But there was one time where you actually <laughs> stuck up for me, which I definitely appreciated. Um, I did. <laughs> remember Jeremy Schneider? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, first things first, I didn't write that policy. One of my yeah, guys, uh, one, one of my guys, uh, wrote that. Yeah. And he completely came to the conversation with an agenda, you know, obviously. No, uh, make me look I did a whole like, episode on Jeremy Schneider. You would, yeah, yeah. Probably so love he, this one. he just tried to try to make me look like something I'm not. And, uh, it was with Transamerica. And then I learned a lot about Transamerica after, like, after that. And like their fees are much higher than a lot of the other uh, companies. They don't yeah. offer alternative loans, 12% cap, like all these, all these things that I personally don't like. Yeah. Um, and then you were actually one of the people who like obviously made videos, you know, clapping back at him and yeah. all those, and all, and all those things like that, which I definitely appreciated. Thank you for that. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> um, that was so long ago. I was like, what do you mean? I absolutely did post a video in your defense. Yeah, 100%. yeah, for sure. And so literally ever since then, I never wrote Transamerica again. Since <laughs> that time? Since that time, I never, I, I never wrote Trans again. I just, uh, I don't even think I'm appointed with them anymore. Okay. Um, I just like, yeah. And I mean, I mean, cause that, it's funny because I, 
I haven't thought about that little instance in a bit, but I always get reminded of it from someone from somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. how, how do you explain that the guy who sat down with Jeremy really, he made all of us look so bad, you know, with yeah. the multiple zeros in the policy and transfer. Yes. I mean, how, so this how is exactly what that? happened. So Jeremy books a zoom meeting, uh, with one of my, um, agents, not my agent anymore. He actually quit after that. Cause Jeremy like kind of scarred. <laughs> but uh, was he a new guy? Like was uh, he fresh? He wasn't super new. I mean, okay. he was, you know, uh, like three months in. So like, it's pretty had, new. so yeah, 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 I guess new or not. But, um, so Jeremy wanted a policy for like $250 a month with like a hundred, a hundred thousand dollar death yeah. benefit. Right. And then Jeremy comes and says, well, actually, I'm a business owner. I anticipate that I'll be making a lot higher contributions in the future, right? And yeah. so uh, Jarrett, my my agent, you know, wants to increase the, the GAP, give him a yeah. little bit more wiggle room. And then Jeremy is like, yeah, but right now I want to decrease my, and then comes back and says, no, I want to decrease my, my monthly premium to $100, but I'm still going to contribute more later, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like lump sums and stuff like that. And he continues to keep talking about how he's a business owner, which, you know, technically he is, but, mm. um, and then so Jared, you know, issues out the policy. Jeremy turns around, just makes videos basically saying like this guy gave me a $250,000 death benefit at a hundred dollars per month. Look at all these zeros and the surrender yeah. value. Look at these fees. This is a piece of shit IUL. Yeah. IULs are all garbage. Never get them. This guy Ryan's a fucking scammer, like all this shit, right? Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, it was a big mess, and and I felt like a lot of the other other agents were pissed at me because, like, you know, everybody else kind of got well, yeah, because we made it all. Made us all he, did, he did make us all look very bad. Yeah, yeah, I will, I will say that, but but it is tough. Uh, I'll give you that. It is tough, um, especially as a new a new agent. If someone comes in and says, "This is what I want," you're not going to be like, "Well." I'm not going to give you all that death benefit. I'm not going to give you the room in the policy. He I, had an agenda. No, like, he had he, an agenda. He wanted, that, he wanted that structure for yeah. content. And he got lucky with a newer guy who didn't have, you know, the 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 gut feeling and the red flags right. going off. Like yeah, yeah, something's yeah. not right here. Mm-hmm. To be able to Even really I handle now, that. I mean, I was only doing it for like six months. At, at this time. at this time, yeah, it was very. I mean, you you had completely forgot that that even happened. I I I like to forget that it happened too. You're like, I people, wish people <laughs> still randomly send me these videos and just feel. I'm like, damn. No, I, well, so no more Transamerica, which is good, um, because fuck I am no. gonna. Which is what? <laughs> I said, fuck no, fuck no, no, uh, no, no I don't, I don't like writing Transamerica at all. Um, so then you said you haven't written, and then written them in a year. Does anyone else that you work with have Transamerica and use them? I mean, I see Transamerica policies all the time. So many people get Transamerica. Funny enough, like a lot of the people that I work closely with, they love writing Transamerica. And I'm just like, dude, no. And yeah. uh, But, you know, the reason why they like Transamerica is that like they, they write all their term with them. And so it's just easier. They already know how to use like the Transamerica like software, like their dashboard and all that stuff. So they just also write. Transamerica IULs as well. They like how fast the underwriting is with them and all that type of stuff, which, you know, I don't really care about. So, um, I was going to say, do you think that's a very good reason to use a carrier or a product? What do you think I'm going to say, Casey? <laughs> I, I hope you're going to say no, no because. No. <laughs> yeah. But, but you have, um, but are you, because you didn't say that you own a business. So these people are just 
other 1099 agents that are working at the same contracts like you are not yeah like same imo you know they're they're just part of the same imo okay. but like not affiliated with me at all all of my agents only write nationwide they're only appointed with nationwide okay, okay. Uh, you mean they, at the imo in general in the imo in general like people okay. who are not even part of like my hierarchy or none Got of that it. stuff like Got right right but again i just don't like it you know they don't yeah. even offer alternative loans all of my videos are about infinite banking right yeah. So it's like my client, like none of my content, you know, would even work with that IUL. So, which brings me to another point. People will argue that infinite banking does not work with an IUL. Yes. And technically, I only, do agree with them. You can't do infinite banking with an IUL. What you, do you, you have to say you, to that? You, you cannot do it. You're saying that, that you can't. That is, that is not the term for it. Yeah. Like, I guess, um, Infinite banking originated from whole life. Yeah. You know, the Nelson Nash and all that stuff. But yeah, yeah. you can still you can still leverage a Sam dollar twice from an IUL to put into other income producing assets. For sure. So I, I just call that infinite banking. because uh, mm -hmm. you can rinse and repeat that process over and over and over and over again. I uh, agree with you. But is there is there a, a, like a new term for how to do it with the IUL? That's well, separate this is from the be your own bank, right? Be your oh, own bank your own with an IUL. And if you're using a whole life policy, it's infinite banking, which okay. being your own bank, it's doing infinite banking. Uh, right. I am not, I'm not so doing particular the banking concept, but it's, yes, but it's, I'm not so particular, but I, I understand yeah. that some people are, there's so many people in our industry that are like whole life is the only product and IUL yeah. is the only product and they pick a yeah. side. Right. Yeah. And those are the guys that are like, you can't oh, say yeah. infinite banking. Chris, Chris 180. Chris yeah. 180. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I actually saw on your, uh, when I was listening to more of your content and getting more yeah. into it that you, you, you now write both. Yes, I do. You, you like both. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, because that goes to the point of like, if people like me, right, they like my yeah. company, they want to work with me. And then I'm like, oh, you want a whole life policy? Like, can't do that. Right. I would rather know how to help them. All I need to know about the product, be professional in that space as well and be able to get them what they want. Because just like, um, you know, the conversation before, if a client comes to me and says, I want a whole life policy, I'm not going to convince them to get an IUL unless I hear their story. And I'm like, sir, an IUL might be a better fit for you. I can do mm -hmm. that guidance, you know, be that resource. But if someone is stuck on an, a whole life policy, then get out. You know, yeah, for sure. get a whole life policy. Yeah. yeah. When, when, when people want a whole life policy, I just uh, I just tell them I'm not the guy for you. Oh, OK. Um, so that's yeah. uh, I, I've had tons of people who are like, man, I really want whole life. I'm just like, yeah, dude, for sure. I just, I'm just not the guy. I don't Go write get whole it life. anywhere else. I don't. Yeah. And, and and here's the thing too is like, I don't even like dislike whole life. You know, you I just, just don't do it. I, I just don't do it. Yeah. I haven't I, ever right. seen you talk badly about whole life. Yeah, no, I'm, right. yeah, because I, I I don't dislike whole life. Yeah, I yeah. just I just don't write it. That's it. The uh, a pro for whole life is that instant liquidity. You put in a hundred grand, you get ninety thousand right back out, right? Which with our IULs, it's just not not as it's an not effective. As liquid, yeah. It's not as yeah. liquid, and if you try to make it liquid with some of the some companies have riders, Allianz, um, yeah. then you end up hiking up the cost of insurance on the back end and you know it just no one likes that okay well i i'm i'm glad to hear that you know you're not against whole life and that you straight up just like i don't do it yeah that's, that's the way you know if you're gonna specialize in something mm -hmm. don't hate on the other side yeah no, i know for sure yeah I, I just yeah i just specialize in and 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 iuls and uh um i only talk about iuls in my content so you know i, I really rarely get people who want whole life 
Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so it's never really like an issue. Now, I Power Three Financial offers uh, complimentary policy reviews. So people mm-hmm. will come and say, hey, like I have this policy. It's in force. Like, mm-hmm. can you tell me how it works? People, mm-hmm. you do that a lot. Um, I, I hate to have to tell you this, but I've had a lot of policies come across my desk that have your name on them, mm. but that uh-huh. have a couple zeros in the front in the first use, years of the policy. And from Transamerica? And from Transamerica. Yeah, yeah. So is that like, you know, we've learned, we've, we're doing better, we're, we've kind of realized 100%, where... 100%. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, like the first six months, first, uh, yeah, about the first six months or so of me running business, it was all Transamerica. Yeah. Just because I am a self-learner. Yeah. And so I would reach out to a ton of other people. I know, I know that, you know, money, money Mythbuster. Yeah. Uh, also, you know, only writes, um, nationwide. We're not only okay. writes nationwide, but 99% only, one. only, I, I'd almost call him like a, like a bigger brother in, in okay. the sense of like he, he's taught me a lot about like nationwide and all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and once I realized Transamerica does not have alternative loans. Um, they don't have, you know, the, all, all, all those things after the whole Jeremy thing, after mm-hmm. all of that, then I literally just dropped that. And then I just started writing nationwide and I have not written anything else other than a couple Pacific life policies, just cause yeah. I talk a lot about real estate. So I get a lot of like very, very people. wealthy clientele who just like want to put a massive amount of money in there. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, 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 I'll be, um, I was going to say, I'll be the first one to say, but you're, you brought it up. So I'll be the second one to also say on top of, of what you said in the first part of my career, I definitely wrote all trans. Um, and the way that I was taught to write policies was whatever amount of money that they put in per month, just give mm-hmm. them like the same amount, like with another zero in, in the death benefit. So if someone wants like $250 a month, you give them 250 in death benefit. If someone wants to do $400 a month, you give them 400,000 death benefit. And like, that's how I was taught. And Holy like, shit. I, I know and I had to, and then I had to, um, go out and like do my own research, learn yeah. from myself, talk to other people like a Matt or like other people in the industry and like get a real comprehensive understanding of like, okay, these yeah. are how IULs are supposed to be structured. Oh, there's a difference between declared loans and alternative loans. I didn't know that before, like all yeah. these things. And then it was really like a, like a shift like, okay, yeah, I got to step away from that and got to yeah. go to, to uh nationwide. So I, I really appreciate you taking ownership of that. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I mean, have you had clients come back to you and say like, you know, hey, I've watched your more recent content and like, what is this policy you gave me? Have you experienced that? I have experienced that. And like that, that's the thing too, is like, I understand like you can't really change or grow without any tribulations, but that's like the hardest part is like those people who genuinely think that like you were like being malicious or like that you were trying to take advantage of them. But it was literally like, dude, I learned this from one person that that's the way that they do it. And I didn't know any better. And like, please, like by all means, cancel it, charge it back. I don't care. Like, I just don't want you to keep like funding that or like if they go to you and you're just like, oh, this looks horrible. Yeah. Let's get you out of that. Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, for sure. So like, I definitely, I definitely learned, um, Mm -hmm. how to properly do it, how to properly structure them. And, uh, I'm just glad that I took it upon myself to go out and get extra knowledge outside of just what like you know i was taught um because there are a lot of other agents that like never go out and do their own research they don't go and try to self-educate they're just like 
Yeah, for sure. That's how we write them. Okay, cool. And then just yeah. go. Yeah. I'll give you that, that compared to a lot of people who don't decide, maybe I should learn more about what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, Cause you're right. A lot of people don't do that. So the fact that you can sit here and you came on the show when you know the, <laughs> the gist of the show. Oh right? yeah. And you I came... know that. <laughs> I, I know that like, you don't give a fuck. Like you'll call anybody. No, out. I do like, give you're... a fuck. I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but I mean like, like you don't like you'll go out and like you'll you'll go friggin' you know slit somebody's throat, call them out, like leave them to hang, you know. <laughs> yes, but like in a very nice, a nice, the nicest way I can, without actually causing harm. Got strong words. No, so I mean I have to give you credit for for coming because I have invited. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna call him out, Money Mythbuster, Mister Math Schloss. I have invited mm -hmm. him and he has not accepted my invite yet, and mm. I. And I know that is a little intimidating because, you know, the show is meant to say, hey, who is doing right and who is not. Yeah, um, absolutely. And this is a bit of a turn of events. I'm I'm really pleased with the way that you've you've been honest and transparent with us. I think it does shine a light on the kind of person that you are that mm -hmm. maybe, you know, I mean, I haven't gotten a chance to see. Right. So that's. Yeah. A, a huge deal. Can I, I can I can I inject and say something really sure. quick? Okay, so just to just to prove that I didn't know any better, when I first came in, yeah, they're like, "Oh, you're selling IUL, so you need an IUL," and I'm like, "Yeah, for sure." So I'm writing trans, so they got me a trans. So watch this. I literally oh, my god. policy. The first one I got. Oh god, <laughs> is a trans. The same one that Jeremy, the same one that Jeremy freaking ripped me a new asshole with. I have one as well. You I have one on yourself. Hopefully my address, but I didn't know any better. See, that's my yeah. name right quick. Can mm -hmm. you guys hear okay? Mm -hmm. um, yes, sir. I didn't know any better. Okay. I was, I, I was just like, yeah. Like, and do you still have this in force? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. No, 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 no. Uh, but yeah, but like that, that's what I'm trying to say, right? That's what it's they like, do. I didn't know. Like, that's just how it is in most of the industry, unfortunately. Oh, wow. Right. And so it's like. And then it wasn't until, again, I went out, had to do my own extensive research, and I'm just like, oh, snap. Well, what can I do? Yeah. At this point forward, just write this specific company, write them this specific way. And like, unfortunately, there's like nothing I can do about, you know, the clients that I did put into Transamerica. And uh, yeah, that's just, I just live and you learn, I guess, you know? Of course. I mean, we have to. What what other choice do we have, right? It's just, you have to feel like it's so, it just sucks that it's someone's money, right? I know. Like, for yeah. us to, like, it's, the industry is not lacking regulation, but it is in the sense that agents can just get a license and go start, you know, putting someone's money away for 30 years. And there isn't this checks and balances of like, is that an appropriate policy? Is that, you know, they're, and I don't know how it could be done, if we're being honest, because there's yeah. so many the agents and so many policies, yeah. so many sales. There should there has to be a better way than like, hey, go get out there and sell business. And like, if you screw a bunch of people over, like, hopefully you learn from it and do better in the future. Like, there's got to be a better way than that. Right. For sure. Um, yeah. And, just, you know, I'm glad that I went through that period because I really learned. And now, mm -hmm. like, I go, I definitely go above and beyond to make sure that I try to get as much information as possible. That's why I'm so open to yeah. sitting down, having conversations and learning from other agents because 
when I didn't do that and I was just naive and I just listened to the one thing that one person told me, well, that I shot myself in the foot by doing that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so that's why I like the, you know, the, the 3% fixed implication in the, in, in the indices, I will absolutely, you know, look at the nationwide one and start implementing that because that makes yeah. so much sense to do that. Right. And, yeah. and, and in, in a 0% a year, they're now not just going to get zero, you know, whatever percentage of funds were allocated to that, they'll get 3% on. Right. And like, yeah. so that right away, like that made sense to me. Right. Yeah. And so, um, that's why I'm just like always trying to learn more. I'm just always yeah. trying to master my craft to get better, sharpen my blade and just keep, keep moving forward. Yeah. You got a, you got a lot of good to do to make up for that little time. Period, <laughs> right? Yeah. And, yeah <laughs> that like, yeah, that like six, to eight months or so. Yeah. Yeah. Make up for that time. So then, um, with your team, right. With your like mm -hmm. five people, Everybody, like, you feel confident about them. You, there's some oh, yeah. kind of training yeah, going on, checks and oh, balances. Yeah. Every of... morning, uh, every morning at 9 a.m. Central Center time, you know, we do our, our morning meeting. We oh, do amazing. Uh, trainings, you know, uh, nationwide. Five days like, a week? Out email. Yeah. yeah nationwide, awesome. I do like emails and stuff and, and, you know, change participation rates, change, you know, whatever stuff. We always go over, you know, um, yeah, illustrations yeah. and just stuff like that. So awesome. If you could tell everybody one thing, something, you know, to do with money, to do with life insurance, one thing that you wish you could just get everyone to understand, what, what would it be? I would just say, understand the velocity of money, that money should be moving. Money should be making money for you. you shouldn't yeah. just be sitting there yeah. idling. Dead. No, that's perfect. I, I love that one. I, when I got into the industry, it was, you have to imagine that your money has arms and legs and it has to be working harder than you do always. And now I can't get that image out of my head of like a dollar bill with like little <laughs> with arms and legs <laughs> yeah. and a face running. Uh -huh. Yeah. All right, Ryan. Well, tell, tell the listeners where can we find you online? How can we reach out to you? What's the best way to get in contact if we want to talk business? Yeah, for sure. Um, you can find me on any social media at enhanced wealth, um, except for Instagram, it's enhanced underscore wealth. Um, but yeah, but I have real quick, Casey, before yeah. we end, I have a question for you. For me? Yes. Uh -huh. If, if you don't mind. Yeah. So would you deem me an ass or an asset? Oh, you can hear this. That's the point of the show, right? It's the of the show. Um, I appreciate yeah. the setup. You know, this didn't go as I thought it would, it would go. I was a little nervous because I may seem like, you know, I, I don't care. I give no fucks, but I do give fucks and I don't want to make people feel bad just because, right? Mm -hmm. um, I want to make people feel bad if it's well-deserved. I don't feel that way. Am I going to give you A plus gold star? No, I'm not. But I do think that you are on your way to greatness. I think that your story, I mean, it shed light on, on you as a person for me. And I think that it's only a matter of time before the bad shit that happened at the beginning goes away. And you can really take advantage of the position you have yourself in. Absolutely. And if you just keep learning and keep doing what you need to do to take care of your clients the best way you can, you're going to be back and I'm going to bring you on as an asset, you know? So almost. Nice. But um, I appreciate we'll, that. We'll and, and I appreciate that. And, you know, I would I would love to be back in the future. And I really do love your content, especially your whiteboard illustration content. Those okay. videos always hit. <laughs> for you um you do. uh and so yeah i definitely i definitely appreciate you having me on i love what you're doing i love that you're calling people out and keeping people accountable has to happen 
Um, because if people's mentors aren't doing it, well, watch out for Casey because she'll do it. <laughs> you freaking know it, right? I appreciate it. I appreciate it so much. I appreciate the support. I appreciate you being here and taking taking a little bit of the heat, um, you know, and and owning up to it because that's all we can do. We're all human and it's better to have the truth out there and to be honest and to grow and to learn than to act like it didn't happen. So major props to you for sure. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. Well, my friends, until next time, this has been the You're an Asset podcast. I'm your host, Casey the Dollar. And on this podcast, we find out who is an asset in the financial industry and who is just an ass. I'll see you next week. Bye. The You're an Asset podcast is not giving financial advice. We are not licensed financial advisors and our licensing is strictly in insurance products. The information that we talk about is specific to the products that we work with. We cannot guarantee that other agents will have the same product features that we discuss on the show.